Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. Hello and welcome to Star Wars Counseling on the Force Center podcast feed, the show that believes absolutely every little part of Star Wars is great from a certain point of view. I am your host. My name is Joseph Scrimshaw. This is a special episode. We have a treat. With me is my co-host here on the Force Center podcast feed. It's Ken Napsock. So glad to be here. I'm not on the show often. This is the show. Databank Brawl is genius. But this one 
is built for you by you. <laughs> but this show, if you didn't create this show, yeah. it would need to be created for you by the Force because this is your realm, and I'm glad to be here. Oh, I'm, I'm happy to have you here. I sort of discovered it through the Force because it was just a panel <laughs> at Dragon Con, and uh, my friend who brings me to Dragon Con, the great Ken Plume, I, yeah. I had performed some Star Wars counseling services for him. He's like, <laughs> don't you want to do a Star Wars uh, panel? I was like, sure, I'll sure. counsel you. Yeah. Because you're always upset about something. I'll try to make you feel better, Ken. Great. It, it worked out. It worked uh, from out. one Ken... Ken Plume, here to Ken Napsock. The adventure continues. You've, you've been on one live show. Yes. They recorded yes. here in Los Angeles. Yeah. At Stanley's Los Angeles Comic-Con hyphenate multiple word <laughs> money, money, money fun time. Uh, but here, yeah. in the intimacy of your home. Yeah. As we record. Yeah. We'll talk about your grievance. So I'd like to mix this up and do some different kind of episodes. So we're going to take a grievance from Ken, or I'm going to take a grievance from mm-hmm. Ken. I'm going to try to make Ken feel a little bit better, if at all possible. And then we've got a great grievance from a listener. And as always, we will mm-hmm. do our very best to drag you just a little closer. Well, not drag. That's kind of it. Negative <laughs> energy. We'll try to gently walk with you oh, toward the light side of the force. So Ken... Yeah. With no further ado, what is your grievance? Well, so recently was doing my prequel rewatch, which happens yeah. every now and then. So I've seen them a lot, and I've had a lot of grievances over the years, and I've either answered my own grievances or just overlooked them or gone to you recently <laughs> in the last couple of years since we struck up a, a friendship and a, and a podcast partnership here. Um, but I was uh, watching with my girlfriend, and she is, to be clear, Star Wars fan. This isn't like a, uh, come here, little lady, let me watch, show you the Star Wars. <laughs> she yeah. loves these films. She actually loves the prequel. Sith is her, is, is her favorite next to Empire. Oh, wow. Um, nice. So, and I, I don't necessarily, oh, that's a whole separate conversation. Yeah. She's not putting it above New Hope and Jedi people. <laughs> uh, some of you might know who my girlfriend is. Don't go attacking her. She just loves Revenge of the Sith. She loves Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader and Anakin. So we're watching it, and uh, Order 66 happens. Yeah. She was emotionally moved by it. I think it's a great sequence in the film. It's but then painful. Comes to in a good way. Kashyyyk, it is. Yeah, it comes to Kashyyyk. Commander Grease there, uh, the other unnamed uh, clone trooper. Um, Yoda feels it, gets the ear, boom, slices off their heads. Yep. All right, good moment. And he crawls up Chewbacca's arm after Tarful <laughs> says, uh, let's go. And my girlfriend says, wait a minute. This, I just, I mean, that's Chewbacca, right? <laughs> like, all this time I've thought that's Chewbacca. I'm like, no, it's, it's Chewbacca. It's straight up Chewbacca. Yep. So she says, like, what's he doing there? <laughs> there yeah and i'm like yeah it's one of the things it's one of the interesting little wrinkles to the prequel that george uh unknowingly maybe or knowingly <laughs> put in there yeah how does Chewie, who is very aware of the jedi mm-hmm. not just heard about him fought alongside him fought alongside yoda helped yoda escape even to the point where yoda says goodbye Durfin. goodbye Chewbacca. Um, you. I will. <laughs> you, I will. Suggesting that he spends a lot of quality <laughs> a lot time of with time him. time with Chewbacca. Yeah. So how does Chewbacca then, how does he take that through his life and over somehow over the course of the next 20 years, um, starts palling around with Han Solo, <laughs> who he has a life dead with, and Han Solo is just, I don't believe in any of this. Yep. Hokey religions and ancient weapons. How, how, how do I justify that in my mind? Yeah. What? was the journey Chewie went on, and where was his mind <laughs> running right. around with Han? Okay, I, I definitely have some thoughts on this, and I, I recently rewatched uh, uh, the prequels as well, and when I saw that scene again and was mm-hmm. thinking through all these things, I imagined sometime maybe post-Return of the Jedi when Luke's filling his friends in on a little bit more of the adventures he's had, and right. like, I don't know, Obi-Wan appeared to me, 
I know you believe in this Han now. I know it's weird, but then he sent me to this plan, and I met Yoda, right. and then Chewie's just like, and it's just like real casual. I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it seems so weird to the original trilogy where yeah. like, everything Luke's doing is this bizarre mystical thing. Right. And everybody else is just doing their meat and potatoes, shooting stormtroopers with uh, bowcasters. Saving blasters. galaxies, yeah. Saving galaxies. But here, I think, is what is actually introduced and makes it an intriguing mm. And slightly uh, uh, emotionally wrenching story. Okay. I think it's fine to accept that Chewbacca is incredibly well aware that, yes, the Jedi are real. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Force is real. Mm-hmm. He's the one to tell Han in Return of the Jedi, Luke's a Jedi Knight now. Yeah. You always got a little bit of a sense of, like, Chewie's a little bit more in tune. It is yeah. that a thing in Star Wars that is present that is borderline not great race-wise, that, yeah. that some of the creatures yeah. are like a little bit more native and yeah. they're a little bit more close to the reality, right. the magic of the galaxy. And I say that really carefully. I've yeah. got uh, native blood in me. My yeah. dad was beat up for looking too native. So right, I, right, gotcha. I you know, am fully aware of how delicate that is. Yeah. But I think George does actually walk into that. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And I just need to bring that up because I think that's part of this conversation. Okay. That Chewie yeah. is in tune with this stuff. And yeah. I can imagine Chewie roaring away to Han. Right. The Wookiees are, I no, I saw a little green one cut two guys' heads off. I was there. Put him in a put him in a little rocket. Yeah. Sent him off. I don't know where he went. Uh, right. and Han's just not a great listener. Right. That Han's like, ah, Chewie, you and those Wookiees, you believe a lot of weird stuff. I never seen it. Right. Like, I can imagine that attitude from Han. And there's also this sort of disturbing, the Empire has put their foot down Mm -hmm. on uh, discussion of Jedi. Right. They've also put their foot on the neck of all of Kashyyyk. Right. And said, this is just what those furry oafs, those big monster roaring idiots... Right. They believe in this mystical force stuff, but that's just stuff that a bunch of traitors with laser swords made up 20 years ago. Right. So the, the Chewie might have served him well to be quiet about it, too, as well. Yeah. Move past it, keep it in his rearview mirror. I get that. And I would have imagined at some point, maybe, you're right, I can hear Han, especially Han of A New Hope, saying, and we might learn more about it in the standalone Han movie, of course, Solo, um, that that uh, maybe Chewie does, you know. Hey, uh, yeah, I know you think you're worldly, a man of the streets, but I've been around the block here a couple yeah. times. I'm nearly, you know, 200 years old, whatever it is at that time. Um, and Han just being like, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Your people live in trees. Yeah, like, I could see him being really irresponsibly, rudely dismissive. Yeah, exactly. And he's been brought up in this world, uh, this cold reality-based world right you know we were probably gonna find out that he's still an orphan that he grew up rough and that right. he, he just trusts a blaster and no bullshit in a world that's been completely controlled by the mm. maybe he was 10 when the jedi were still around but you know the empire's uh, uh their propaganda has been really successful yeah. yeah now this goes along with a larger thing that is happening in the original trilogy yeah. which we have several characters who know far more than they tell our main characters We've Looking at you, R2. <laughs> R2 and Chewie. And when yeah. you rewatch the original trilogy, yeah. you know it's this dif- different perspective where they're mocked constantly. Mm. And they're, they're literally <laughs> insulted constantly. constantly. Chewie is really, mm. I mean, he's big furry oaf, he's this, he's Walking that. carpet. He's, yeah, it's, it's really kind of uh, deeply insensitive <laughs> when you look at it from a specific, uh, from a certain point of view. Yeah, yeah. And there's something about that, like, is 
is this mm-hmm. what was George just like? I'm getting Chewie in there somehow. Right. And I, in this moment, I don't care. I think it's cute that Yoda and Chewie are pals. Right. Or right. was it a larger idea of the hubris right. of our main characters that these characters that they are not letting take the they're happy to have R2 or Chewie save them at the last minute. Mm. There's never a scene where they turn to R2 and Chewie and say, hey, you guys have valid life experiences. What should we do in this situation? Right. R2 and Chewie are always taking up the rear and saving yeah. the main character's asses. Which uh, I love in that, uh, from a certain point of view, when R5, uh, you know, D4 gets uh, plugs in with R2 a little bit and, like, has his memories. Yeah. You see a little bit of it there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, R2's got some stuff, too. Yeah, you're right. And he's, and he's kept these secrets. So maybe, and again, I guess it goes to this idea that when you put it all together, I absolutely, I think we can say safely that, in uh, 77 or actually 75, 76 when actually making this thing. Yeah. That Lucas, when Obi-Wan and, and Chewbacca run into each other at the cantina, it's just this meeting. Boshek yeah. says no. Chewie <laughs> says yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm sure you've talk, talk, talked about it here on Counseling before. Just, we have a Star Wars fan. Now we can almost, where Obi-Wan's like, hey, Chewie. <laughs> Yoda was a good friend of yours. Oh, yeah. I need some help. Uh, and Chewie would be like, you're dressed like a Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing is we're taking, we're inferring a friendship Mm -hmm. like that. Yoda is like, I'm going to take a couple days off from the Jedi council. We don't have any, there are no big problems (laughs) in the galaxy. I'm going to go kick back at my (laughs) summer home on Kashyyyk and just hang with Chewie. You're hanging with Chewie and Tarful. Yoda watches people through the force. Yoda sees luminous beings. And maybe it's just that. Right. He just sees these two creatures as wonderful, luminous beings that he knows only a little bit, that he's not best buddies with them. It's possible there, too, because, but also, you know, let's say, I know Yoda says he has good relations with the Wookiees. Yeah. And that's why he's going to go to Kashyyyk. But maybe he gets there, and maybe it's like, hey, uh, hey, it's Tarful. Tarful and him have a history. Yeah. He's like, this is Bye. my friend Chewie. Oh, it's like when you go to a party. It's like how I met you. Yeah. You know, Matt Key, Audrey Kearns, Granny Mahara on this panel. And then it's like, oh, this is our friend Joseph. Yeah. Like, oh, I like, okay, Joseph. Yeah. And now we're friends. So yeah. maybe Yoda and Chewie met there and then became friends. Yeah, exactly. Okay. To be fair, though, on that first day when you walked away, I didn't say I would miss you. <laughs> I had, that's, <laughs> that's true, too. So maybe cross it uh, I mean, I, I remember telling Matt Key, that guy was really funny and a nice guy. I did, but, uh, and I'm crying because I'm going to miss him. Uh, so I get in my little spaceship and head home. Yeah, so I, there's something to me that I like, I think, big picture, that uh, it, it makes sense to me that Chewie is aware of all this, but just right. other people won't listen to him. The information is kind of is, uh, controlled in the galaxy. Right. Uh, and that there is maybe a little bit of a flaw or hubris that we can get with some of the human characters, that they sometimes think they are more right than they should. Yeah. And don't listen to what other creatures and droids know i i think i mean if you go back and rewatch the, the original trilogy um as as we do often yeah there's a little bit of that i mean it's just it's human centric for sure yeah it's human centric for sure uh understandably just when you're making a movie especially the technology back there you were gonna make an alien too much the center of it other than a walking carpet because you could put a human in that walking yeah. carpet but yeah as, as the as the franchise grows and expands and we see what we can do with with mocap and performance capture. I, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't mind. Uh, you saw with K two S O. Yeah, I wouldn't mind an alien be at the not at the forefront. It'd be hard, maybe at the forefront. Yeah, um, but I, I, yeah, have the aliens uh, get their due in Star Wars. Yeah, absolutely. You you can have some creatures up front. Why not? Let's go yeah, crazy. Yeah. Let yeah, yeah. give me a Rodian star. I'd be happy <laughs> with that. Uh, is there anything else? Uh, is it is the does the crawling actually bother you? The climbing, the the literal. 
No. Yoda rides Chewbacca. No, no, because, you know, once uh, once uh, Yoda hops around to fight Dooku, which I actually like. I actually was one of the people that cheered heartily yeah. early on. Um, I, him climbing up Chewie, like, it, what, what else are you going to do? You yeah. Know? There's it, almost something like he needs a little bit of comfort. It's almost yeah, like it's a little like, hug. A little puppy dog. <laughs> a little, this is like, <laughs> yeah, this little puppy dog. Yeah, Close no, to someone. I want to be. Yeah, look, if I'm getting away fast and there's some, a creature that's like four feet taller than me that wants to gr- grab me and put him on their back and run, I'm going. <laughs> I'm doing it. I don't fault that yeah. at all. Yeah. All right. That makes some sense. I like the idea that there's a little bit more power in what Chewie knows and what he decides not to say as well and what, what he may have tried to tell Han. Yeah. Han grew. He had to come from a bad place to go to the good place. Yeah. That makes sense. I want to believe there's a scene where right. Han apologizes for not <laughs> listening. It turns out it was all true. I'm uh, sorry, Chewie. Uh, it's not Mumbo Jumbo after all. Sorry, <laughs> Chewie. Anyway, so that's Ken's grievance, and I, I like I'm it. sure one uh, that other people share. Uh, so thank you for bringing that to us. For our yeah. second grievance this episode, we are going to go to the curse of name pronunciation. Mm. This comes to us from Melissa Nickerson. I believe there's no L in there. So right away, I'm saying your name wrong, which goes right (laughs) away into our counseling. Melissa Nickerson. Melissa says, recently watched the Star Wars marathon and realized that I do need counseling. Mm. Why are names pronounced differently? Leia, Alderaan, Han. I'm looking at you, Lando. Silly, but it's the only thing that has been jarring to me all of these years. So... Let's get into this, Ken. Yeah. So uh, the the first thought that I have is that it is, uh, even if it's an accident of the movie making, mm-hmm. it's realism. People pronounce yeah. names differently, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think that George Lucas at some point has said this somewhere in an interview. Like, mm-hmm. I have a foggy memory of this, that he's like, ah, I like that verisimilitude of, yeah, yeah different people would say names differently. Yeah, I, I know for a fact I have an interview. Uh, I think if you go look at some of his interviews, I think I have a VHS tape of kind of like uh, the making of the Star Wars saga came out in like the mid-'80s. I think he says Leah. George Lucas himself George Lucas says, says Leah. Leah at one point. Yeah, like, I mean, I know he doesn't yeah. like talking to actors, but you feel yeah. like George Lucas could have popped in and said, uh, uh, to the gentleman playing Jando Donna, it's Leah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, at that point, I think George was probably so depressed from how bad the shoot was going, <laughs> he just didn't care. Didn't figure it would, it would ever make the silver screen. Yeah. yeah, I can get behind this idea, too. And it's also, in a weird way, become almost a Star Wars tradition. So when you come to the Force Awakens, and you've got, uh, well, they're going to crash at Jakku and Jakku and yes. Jakku and Jakku. Like, like in a span of two minutes, it said wrong three times. Yeah. Um, it, and it was almost like he kind of laughed. Like, that's that's our Star Wars. Yeah. You but know? I feel like the general like Star Wars uh, talking population has settled on Jakku. Jack, Jakku. You say Jakku? Jakku? I guess, you know, now as I'm saying it, I'm confusing even myself. I say Jakku. See, Jakku, yes. Yes. We say Jakku, right. and no one in that movie says Jakku. Right. It's all Jakku. Jak- Jakku? Jakku? <laughs> Jakku? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is fascinating, because yeah. at this point, that's got to really be a choice. Yeah. So there's the, the realism of it, mm-hmm. because we all do say things slightly differently, depending Regional on where we're dialects, from. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think another idea is uh, that, mm. you know, this is a huge galaxy. Right. And as we regularly demonstrate here on Force Center, it's hard to always know the correct pronunciations of people's names. And this is just one planet. Right. We're this looking at you, galaxy. Mark Knoop. 
<laughs> so what do, you, what do you think about that? What do you think about it just being not only verisimilitude for the real world, yeah. but a, a picture of a place where there's just thousands and thousands of planets? Yeah, I, I, w- I, w- I totally – I can get behind that, and I will get behind that. But I, I also think uh, – I, I don't – in terms of George, I don't think it was the too intentional okay. on, on set. Okay. Like when, when Billy D. Williams is saying, head – I can free hand, like hand solo. Clearly not the one, not the name, but but you're gonna you're gonna let Billy D say what Billy D's gonna say. So, yeah. but as often I love to do, let's climb in that Star Wars bubble. Yeah, absolutely. Lando's got a different background. Comes from a different part of the galaxy. He, uh, you know, it's like Gal Gadot versus Gal Gadot versus Gal Gadot. Like yeah. you know, it's it's there's a quote right way to say it, and there's just the way your tongue from your region can't move. Yeah. Oh, it just is not you physically know? possible. Yeah. So there's something about Lando's upbringing that yeah. makes it hard for him to say Han. Han. Yeah. Uh, another real world example. Look at every episode of Jedi Alliance I started where I had to had to introduce Mod Garrett. I've had to train myself to be like it's. She pronounces it with her Australian accent more. Of a Maud Garrett, a Maud Garrett, and I'm like American mad. <laughs> it's Mad yeah. Garrett, yeah. And and she used to always struggle with that, and and she said I was one of the better ones. So I would be like Maud Garrett. Mm. So my but my mouth and tongue don't naturally go to that. You have to work for that. You work for that. You. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe that's uh, Lando not being very smooth. Now yeah. I believe I could have this wrong, uh, mm-hmm. but I believe Melissa uh, pointed out because mm-hmm. I was on the Star Wars Minute podcast, uh, yeah. and we're talking a little bit about name pronunciations. And I believe uh, Melissa uh, tweeted that mm-hmm. that was partially helpful, but wanted more counseling because I believe at one point in Empire Strikes Back, uh, Carrie Fisher says Han instead of Han. She does. So that is a harder one. So if we go with the general theory of like. Uh, Lando's very smooth tongue can't say Han for some reason, and it's got to be Han. Uh, why would Leia suddenly switch? Yeah. She just realized she truly, deeply loves Han Solo. I mean, Han. Han, Han. Han. Uh, that one might, you, you know, I'm trying to get the counseling. Uh, I'm trying to remember the exact moment, but, yeah, I think it's one of stress. I think it's during the choking. Yes. It's so, so it's a time of stress. You're sometimes going to say names wrong. In, in the heat of the moment, yeah, uh, that's where I'm saying that. Okay, I, I've got. Uh, I'll go a little farther out on the ledge. Okay, here. but we now have it in canon mm-hmm. in Claudia mm-hmm. Gray's Bloodline novel that Leia sometimes uses accents to mock people because oh. it was established that she used that <laughs> British accent, yes. on the Death Star to make fun of Tarkin. So maybe she said Han to mock Lando that he can't even get Han's name right. Not only did you betray him, get him frozen in carbonite, get yeah. us captured, you can't even say his damn name right, and I'm making fun of you. I Okay, I like that one a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a great now in-canon explanation of the of the famous Leia scene, of course. you know. Uh, so, yeah, that's established in her character. I'll accept it. Yeah. That's good headcanon. Yeah. She was poking fun, not sure of Lando. Yeah. Yeah. So going forward, mm-hmm. do you want there to actively be things like the uh, Jakku example? I, I, yeah, I, like I wouldn't. Yeah, like I wonder if it becomes too meta. So let's say in the Han Solo movie, someone says Han. Yeah, and he corrects them. Oh yeah. No, it's Han. Yeah, that would annoy me. It would be it'd be too much, right? Yeah. So intentional, no. But if it happens, I'd be pleasantly surprised. You know, it'd be a good treat. 
What? Uh, now we've heard Snoke said out loud, but if yeah. somebody just ca- started calling him Snook, <laughs> and we didn't we didn't hear any explanation, like I mean, like yeah, I don't want the turn to the camera wink from Han Han. No, no, no. But if it was just sort of like, turns out that you know uh, DJ Benicio yeah. del Toro's character calls him Supreme Leader Snook. <laughs> two, two O's yeah. Snook um, I used to play a computer game called Snood It'd be the similar one there um, Yeah, I, I'd be okay with it I, you know, I would imagine Luke being the one Yeah Like, Miss, ah, we, gotta, we, gotta, we gotta go to Snook Yeah You gotta go face your destiny with Snook Would it bug you or would you feel like It would is, bother me Okay, yeah It wouldn't, it would be, again, too much Jakku, Jakku uh, Jakku Like, it was, it's a planet I was still unsure like, Octu is going to be the one. Octu is going to be really hard, right? Cause yeah. Now, Octu, is that what they have been saying on the Star Wars Star show? Star Wars show? See, I get confused because, yes, Anthony Carboni and Andy Gutierrez said it at one point. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, that's what we say, wink, wink, meaning that's the canon version. I think it was just Octu. Octu. Well, Octu. I always out, uh, add the Octu. <laughs> because it's uh, fun. It's not Achtu. It's, so I think it's Octu. Yeah, yeah. not Toe. Not Toe. Octu. I think. But then yeah. again, I could be... Misremembering, and it could be yeah. totally actuish, actow, actun. <laughs> so, is it for you a bigger difference between names and planets? Because planets, Alderaan, Alderan. Uh, I was watching Empire Alderaan, Strikes Back, yeah, and, yeah. and Luke calls what we usually say is Tatooine. He calls it Tatooine. I'll meet you at the right. rendezvous point. point, point. I'll meet you at the <laughs> rendezvous point on Tatooine. Not Tatooine. Uh, which is funny because I'll joke around with, I'll, I'll say the Lat Luke version a lot to my friends. I'll meet you in the round of you going to Tatooine. Like, and, and yeah. really hit that tot. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, names I'm a little bit more, yeah. It's Snook, I mean, I, no, it's Snook. It's Poe, not Poo. It's <laughs> Finn, not Fine. You know, like it's, it's Leia, not Leah. Um, you but know. it is Leah. But it is. It is for but a lot of but people. It's, but it's Leah, you know? And and so, uh, yeah, learning the pronunciation of other things, you know, nine num versus neen num. I grew up, grew up my whole life saying neen, it's nine. Um, and then uh, I used to say the Tana four, but the Tana V four. Yeah. Uh, to kind of get that. That's a hard change. Yeah. To make. And, and what it actually what means gallop. I think it's a word for gallop or something. Okay. Um, so I've, I've tried to adjust to that. To, okay. To be correct. This is great because I think it gives me another point of possible counseling to Melissa because there's the uh, sort of accidental realism that people either can't with their mouths or just right. hear things differently. So they say them differently. But then what you're introducing the idea that some of the pronunciations are in world Correct, period. Like, right. it is Leia, and anybody who calls her Leah, it's bothering Leia where she's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, so you could have a lot of fun, I think, looking through all the Star Wars movies and picking out who is saying names wrong and mm-hmm. asking yourself why... Like, that's a fun game. Like, why General Jan Dodonna <laughs> can't say right. Leia? Like, she yeah. just brought them the Death Star plans. She's about to save the entire galaxy in... You can't say her damn name right. What's wrong with Jan Donna? I would say. Um, I just had this conversation, again, another real-world example, some, someone named Shana, and I grew up with a Shana in school. Okay. Um, but I have a friend who got married to a Shana, spelt the same. Oh, yeah. And I always get in trouble because I still kind of meet my friend and now, now his wife was when she was uh, his fiance. I'd be like, hey, Shana. She'd be like, Shana. <laughs> yeah. And... So I was talking to the other person. She's like, oh, no, it's it's Shayna. Yeah. So, again, 
Joe Dodonna, I think he's aware of of Leia. He knows who she is. She he knows Bale, obviously Mon Mothma. Or people Bile, as he calls him. Bile, yeah. But he's just not around her enough, and she's okay. new on the scene. So he probably was like Princess Leia, and then like later on, she was like, "Hey, I know the Death Star's coming around the corner, <laughs> but I just want to let you know it's Leia. It's Leia. Yeah. yeah, please on all the official memorandum. Please, yeah. when you send me messages on my data pad, <laughs> it's Leia. Uh, it was, and that brings up another thing, fun way that you could think about this, Melissa, uh, uh, is that it could be that there's just different etiquette in the galaxy, mm. in that galaxy far, far away. Like yeah. we wrestle with that culturally. Of how to correct people. Right. Like, I prefer uh, Joseph to Joe, which isn't a pronunciation thing, but right. it's still, I'm really delicate about how and when I would ever, quote unquote, correct someone, because it's not wrong. It's a right. preference. It's a preference. So maybe pronunciation is a little bit more like sort of preference-based yeah. in this huge galaxy full of, you know, creatures who speak by roaring and clicking in that, you know, creatures who can even speak basic. You're getting pretty damn close. Yeah. Uh, that maybe it's just a, like, you really don't bring it up unless it's super important. Yeah, you're in the ballpark. Yeah. Like, uh, if I'm talking to Poggle the Lesser and he wants to say it's Poogle the Lesser, <laughs> he's like, you've click-clacked close as you're going to get. I'm yeah. okay with it. Yeah. I mean, really, with Poggle the Lesser. <laughs> yeah. You're like, <laughs> and like, I'm sorry, there's <laughs> too many clicks. Or if you, you just called like, me Poogle. Yeah. Hello, Watt Tambor. (laughs) It is actually Wit Tambor. Okay. He's trying to tune in on the correct (laughs) pronunciation. So those are several different ways that you can deal with it. I think the the truth is that it's either something that, like so many mysteries of Star Wars, either something George did on purpose or he decided was serendipity, a happy accident, which I think is incredibly valid in the making of art. Maybe this was just a happy accident. I really like it. It gives me a lot to wonder about in I think there are lots of different ways to either address it in your headcanon of what makes sense in the galaxy far, far away, or use it as a fun jumping off point. If you're at work and you're bored and you need to think about Star Wars, you can think, what is wrong with General Jan Dodonna <laughs> that he cannot say Princess Leia? That is our counseling list. I hope that was uh, was helpful for you. We have so much fun recording these. We put one out uh, every other Friday. So we always want more. I still got a couple more that I, uh, I put out a request on Patreon. Got a couple more that uh, I will be getting to. But please do send in your grievances. They can be logic flaws. They can be just little things that eat at you, whatever you would like. Please do use the hashtag SWCounseling so it is easier for me to find those things. Ken, where can people find you? You can find me at Ken Knapsack for all of my social media ramblings. Don't forget to have the Knapsack Files podcast as well as my show Daily Thrones on Anchor. And you can find me on all the social medias at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can check out my other podcast, Obsessed, and uh, info on all of that. And my comedy show adventures are on josephscrimshaw.com. We are, of course, uh, always wanting you to check out our Patreon page. You can uh, support us just like $2 a month is great. We're building to some exciting new goals, so please do just uh, go check that out. Patreon.com slash Force Center. And, of course, we have merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Both is at Force Center Pod. And until next time, as Han Solo once said in a moment of brutal honesty, I don't know how we're going to get out of this one. That's it for Star Wars Counseling.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.